it's Tuesday. Phil, what up? It's Tuesday. Hey, hey. Politics on the corner. Road rap cane. Like, share, subscribe, comment. I need people to really start liking and, and sharing. Like, if you in here, you ain't invite nobody else, and you ain't tell nobody else about this show, you out of pocket, you selfish. Selfish. Like, that don't even make no sense. You you tune in faithfully, but you don't you don't share the information. But if this your first time here, let me get my standard disclaimer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if this your first time to this show, it's not going to go how you think it's going to go. Phil, what up? Hey, man. I love the shirt. That's your great slogan. Hey, if listen. They die, um, they die. So I think this is a bad sign for anybody that, that got feelings. Because I'm clearly letting you know where my mind is at tonight. It's taking no prisoners. If you got feelings, leave them at home. Like I said, I ain't, I ain't never seen feelings on the shelf at Walmart or Target. I ain't never see it. I ain't never see it on Amazon Plot Prime. I ain't never see it, you know. But, you know, the truth can never be considered disrespect. That's going to be my other disclaimer for tonight. I like that. Put that on a shirt. All right, let's show some love to people that show love to you, man. So Let's got- go. This is what this, these people are very important, especially about what's going on today's show. <laughs> Advanced chemical census. This is perfect timing for what's going on today. Um, this definitely doubles down on today's topic. What they do is they test the air quality in your home, they test for mold, uh, chemicals, i.e., uh, ammonia, fuel, gas, carbon monoxide. They could test the levels of, um, Unsafe levels. They could detect unsafe levels of, of, of foreign matter in the air. Um, but, Phil, did you put that up? Did you try it yet? I haven't tried it yet, but we tore down a wall. Oh. <laughs> we had to. But oh. I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. All right, Phil, do that so you can let people know how I work for you. I will. I will. I will. <laughs> All right, what we got next? All right. Jones Nelson, Long Service. Um, once again, they do commercial properties. Um he may advise you on residential. He may not cut it, but he may advise you on on, on the best treatments and, and the way to go about getting your grass super green, that golf course green and soft. Um, but specialized in commercial, um, he cuts it, treats it, the whole the whole ramp up of um, spring treatment, fall treatment, winter treatment, summer treatments. Very important for keeping your grass alive, especially in Florida where it could be super hot. Um, you know, it's easy to burn grass down here. You can advise you what best best grass to actually buy um, to sustain it so it doesn't burn, so it doesn't die. So, you know, you can have one of them, you know, whatever business you have, it could look crazy when somebody walk up on it. Mm-hmm. I always like the, the baseball field. You know how they're always cut so nice? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I bet you he'd probably do something like that too. I wouldn't surprise me. He's a hustler. He a good dude, though. All right. Well, so you sent me some some articles, and this one I'm I'm really interested to know about. Is I'm a little surprised that this actually happened, but yeah. Um, today's show I'm 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 gonna have a lot of touchy topics. I'm not gonna lie. Um, we're gonna start it off with this one. This is a Florida couple. Uh, couple. They traveled to Haiti for uh, two reasons. One, they have um family there so they want to see family that's old and ailing and check on their welfare spend some time with them they also have a, a, a carnival a festival i think it's called rara aurora some please forgive me if i'm mispronouncing that but they went there for a couple of different reasons one for the festival one to check on their family members um and route on the bus i guess 
kidnapping is big in Haiti. Like, I guess that's a big industry. And the kidnappers noticed their luggage. I don't know if they had designer luggage or whatever the case may be. But they snatched this couple and another tourist off the bus, kidnapped them. When I was reading through one of the articles, one of the articles said from, from a local said that the bus drivers normally pay off the kidnappers. And for this to happen, it means that the bus driver didn't get a check. I mean, the kidnappers didn't get a check from the bus driver. Ooh. So it became free for all. They're going to get their money one way or another. Um, the family actually gave $6,000 in ransom money that never made it. What? The kidnappers are requesting 200000 the family is making it clear they don't have two hundred thousand. They came up with six thousand. That six thousand never made it to the destination. Um, the State Department is well aware. Haiti is like a no-fly zone. Like like any any foreign travel uh, advisories from the State Department to tell you don't go to Haiti. Um, they just killed their president like two years ago. Oh. So so I, like it's no different than Mexico. Anywhere where they don't mind killing a president, a judge, a, a politician. I just don't see why you would go there. Like, I just can't fathom. Like, but I guess if you're from there, you just go home and you, you, you know what I mean? You think you know the lay of the land. And I guess that could be a little different. But um, there's a travel advisory not to go to Haiti. Please stay out of Haiti. Um, they kidnapping people. They holding them for ransom. This is they, I guess, this turned into their industry. Uh, Post-COVID, like during COVID, but a lot of things were shut down. And a lot of people were trying to find a way to, find ways of bringing income. Um, I guess they they turn to kidnapping as a as as a source of income. Is that like how do you apply for that? Like on Craigslist or something? I don't know. I think <laughs> I think I think I think they have live tryouts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see how you do here. Go. <laughs> I think they got live tryouts. Let's see how you I see how how thorough your kidnap game is. Do you think they have like I know we're making fun of this, but do you think they have like a do not kidnap these type of people? Like list, I do not. Nah, I mean list. when you when when you look at countries like Haiti, you look at countries like Mexico, they really ain't got no picks. This is but that's what makes it so dangerous, right? Like I said, two years ago they just killed the president. So you think they care about anybody else? Nope. So don't go there. Like like I'm I'm sorry. You got family. Um, Facetime them. <laughs> whatever you need to do like 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 carnival you probably could have youtube carnival you know what i mean you could have seen the people dancing with the costumes and all that like you know you could have done your best to go in the kitchen and imitate authentic haitian food you know what i mean um but real rap like 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 all seriousness like like that's what they doing that's scary though they about it they ain't got no pics um please don't get caught up in that madness because the United States government not giving two hundred grand for you. Yeah, I was gonna ask. Do they? I know they. I know they say never negotiate with terrorists, but they not have. Do they care about enough. black people? They not. I'm say I was about to say something. <laughs> I mean, I, they ain't got enough alphabet letters. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yo, it's gonna be one of them shows. Listen, I promise myself, right for the next thirty days, right for the next three weeks, I'm gonna try my best to be in my best behavior. Don't hold me to that though. Right, but I'm gonna try my best. Um, but yeah, I don't think they're not high profile enough, right? Um, if it was Brittany <sighs> Griner. There, there's, there's, there's no bargaining chips. You know what I mean? Like, 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 U.S. don't have anything Haiti probably wants. You know what I mean? So, 
all they got is cash. If they want to get two hundred thousand, like I don't, I don't see it. I hope, I hope, I hope they come home. I hope they make them home safe. But whatever it takes to bring them home, like I just brought Brittany Griner home. So um, they over there mind their business. They they didn't get caught with no illegal contraband or nothing like that. They was over there mind their business. This is really a terrorist attack, right? This is really a, a matter of terrorism. But um, yeah, bring them home safe. I, I, I pray for the family. Uh, everybody, keep them in your prayers. What we got next? You want to go with the Georgia building or the car? Let's go with the car. Okay. Now this is this is pretty wild here. So, North Carolina man. He's currently serving in the United States Army. He buys his wife a Maserati SUV for a birthday, right? Pull up, it comes through. Um he watch it come over the hill like a surprise. Like, like she not even at the crib when it comes down the block, right? So it's coming down the street. It's coming over the hill. He see it. It's glistening. They just washed it. It's looking clean. Um, they pull up. You no, know, you probably sign a couple documents, hand them the keys. They gone. Yeah, so they had on. it for about a month or two months, right? They had a ticket in the shop for something, right? They had a ticket in the shop. But something happened where um, – it needed maintenance. It was a Maserati, so it needed yeah, maintenance. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm quite sure. That's, <laughs> I'm quite sure, right? So when they was um, so when they took it to, because they got off a of Caravana. Remind, remind you of this, right? Yeah, legit place like Caravana, not Craigslist. So they probably took it to the Maserati dealer for whatever service or maintenance they needed to be done, right? Maserati alert because it had it had one VIN. On the door, you know, your door got a VIN. Yeah, and then the engine block got a VIN. Yep. And uh, you know, the dashboard has a VIN, right? Yep. So none of the VINs matched. <laughs> right. Oh. Like, like I like uh, none of the VINs matched. So Quarnash, they call the police, as they do. Now, you know, they report the car stolen as they should, right? So the police come conf- confiscate the vehicle, right? So he has his buyer's agreement. He has all the paperwork, finance paperwork, all the paperwork showing that I just got this car for my wife, right? I got it through Caravana, legit company. I didn't get it off Craigslist. I didn't get it off. Uh, is Backpage still alive? No. Uh, <laughs> like, whatever. I didn't get it off, off the corner. You know what I mean? Because, you know, back in the day, we had plated cars, right? Mm-hmm. But that's another story. But they got it from a legit source, a legit place, right? So, they get a police of the, the documentation. They say, okay, we just not going to charge you with receiving stolen property or grand theft auto or nothing like that, right? So, the guy looking like, so, what about my car? Like, I paid for this. I'm paying for this. Like, oh, this is legit. You know what I mean? The cop's like, man, we can't get you back a stolen car, right? <laughs> right? Mm. It just is what it is. Like, that part's understandable. They can't give them back a stolen vehicle. Um, so they pretty much told them they got to go through Carvana. <clears throat> Carvana offered to pay them back their down payment or something. Something weird. First it was nothing. Then it went to the down payment. Oh, no, no, no. And then it was, um, we'll trade you, we'll, we'll give you another vehicle of greater or equal value, like equal value or whatever the case may be, right? But Carvana has... So, so me discovering this article and start looking at Carvana. Carvana has a bad history of vehicles when it comes to this matter, right? Not necessarily stolen, but 
Garbage. They got a problem with sending you your title. They got a problem with um, people not being able to register their vehicles. There's a whole bunch of nonsense. So this is not an isolated incident. The reason why I want to talk about this is because stay away from Carvana. It's not, it's not an isolated incident. This is what happens when you buy your car. What do they call it? The vending machine of cars? This is what happens when you buy a car in the vending machine. <laughs> like you know how the vending machine gets stuck sometimes like, this kind of situation with the you car know, you know you know how the vending machine keep your money for get, get stuck you know how it, it tick your bread like Yo. you know I can deal with dollar fifty two dollars they take but sixty eight grand like totally different right but I wanted to highlight this because Carvana obviously has a systemic problem within their organization of of like I said whether it's titles or um, sending people. The DMV registration, like, it's a whole bunch of foolishness. But stay away from Carvana. Um, I know the convenience was A1. I I, I got the idea. The, the general idea of it was dope. But. Bro, let me tell you about Carvana. I was going to, I was want a plane to, on working there, right, at one point. And they all want you to all have master's degrees. And they only want to pay you $15 an hour. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. To, to do that, but their intake is really bad. That's what's really bad about them. So they don't actually even check the vehicles, really. Well, no, apparently not, yeah. because you got different... I mean, you would think that's part of the uh, Checklist. inspection, right? <laughs> yeah. When you receive a vehicle, right? Because I'm pretty sure they may go to the auction or however they get it, trade-ins, or however they get their vehicles, right? You would think there would be a standardized checklist inspection of we're we going to check A, B, C, and D, right? First thing I'm going to do is verify the vendor. Like, how do they even get a title? Exactly. Like, I just thought about that. Like, like, how did they even get the title to this vehicle? The vehicle can't be titled. Nope. Unless it's a fake title. It had to be. Mm. So now that's a whole nother can of worms, right? Yeah, this, you got to sue them. Yeah, like, to. that's crazy. Because the bank that paid for that financing, they paid Carvana the they, full they amount paid for them that the car. Full, they, they gave them all the bread. Yeah. So that they sued, the bank going to sue them, too. Yeah, I think I think they suing them for like two hundred thousand or something. I read, or oh, it was like it's like emotional distress, humiliation, like all the standard stuff that you supposed to do when you file a civil lawsuit. I mean, <laughs> Car Carvana stock has been really low too, so I, I, they may be going, they, they may be going <laughs> um, under in a couple of years. Um, it's no mystery why. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, if they die, they die. What, what we got next? All right, you want to go to the, the Georgia building? The no, no, no. We got to go to um. The, the Howard, uh, or you want to go to the, the tortoise? Oh, you leave oh, us yeah. out, man. You can't lead us out, Mr. Pickles. Okay, yeah, <laughs> Mr. Pickles, right? <laughs> Mr. Pickles. Mr. Pickles, right? Mr. Pickles, ninety-year-old tortoise. He's a father for the first time at ninety, and that's his tongue sticking out. He's happy. right. I mean, maybe that's how she got pregnant. No, Listen, <laughs> um, he's a father for the first time at ninety. His wife, Mrs. Pickles. She's like 65. Dang. So, uh, in this case, he got a young girl. And this, you know, I guess, a young tortoise. But these things are like, I heard these tortoises are like, they're pretty much immortal. But, but they said he can live to be like two, three hundred years old or something. Wow. Whatever the number was, it was wow. So he's a young cat then. <laughs> yeah, but I just thought it was, but I, but I saw it and I was like, 90-year-old new father? Like, what the? Mm-hmm. What Mr. Pickles got going on? Have you ever seen turtles doing it? No, and I'm not interested in seeing that, Phil. I'm, they didn't show you in school? Come on. Listen, I didn't really go to school like that. But <laughs> listen, I have no interest in, in seeing turtles, tortoises do whatever they do, right? 
<laughs> but you know, clearly he's still in the building. They may he may got some Viagra for tortoises, like I don't know. Um, but good for him, man. Ninety year old new daddy. He got triplets <laughs> on the first time out. <laughs> That's funny. Um, Mrs. Pickles, good job. Um, yeah, I just thought it was funny, so I wanted to throw that up there before we got into something that's going to piss me off. Yeah, you cool down a little bit before you get started. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the main topic we're going to get into this week, right, is the, is the military housing crisis. Um, this is not a new topic by a long shot. This is not a new issue. It's not isolated, contrary to popular belief or what these contractors come up and say. Um, the... the the military housing crisis actually predates the contractor part, the civilian contractor part. Like, I want to be, I want to be absolutely clear with this, right? Um, 1996, United States government, Department of Defense said that they wanted to um, privatize military housing. Uh, they call it the Military Private Housing Initiative, right? Um, their plan was to be fully 100% privatized with the ideologies of this. This, this was the reasoning for it. Mm-hmm. They wanted to free up base commanders. They wanted to free up resources, uh, military resources, meaning money, right, from having to repair, renovate, build new, new military housing. So their thought process was, if we privatize it, it would be the contractor's responsibility to renovate the houses, build new houses, deal with any maintenance issues. The Department of Defense would be 100% hands-off free of that, right? What the contractor was responsible for was responsible to the DOD for um, status checks pretty much, right? It's supposed to be a checks and balance type system. For our wise, there's uh, an annual review of, of, of maintenance issues, maintenance logs, um, maintenance turnaround times, um, status of, 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 of major renovations, major projects, new construction, whatever the case may be, right? What wind up happening, and then within this, because this part is very important, the leasee, meaning the military family, had no direct line to base commanders or base leadership or, or, or anything for a while as oversight with military housing. Their line was to the contractor. So they was at the mercy of the contractor. So between contractor and leasee, um, uh, what was going on with maintenance issues, uh, what was going on with the house, period, right? What wound up happening was was when the when when the military DOD big navy big big military got out the picture. The contractors run them off. Like there's no other way to say it, right? It's not going to be pretty. I'm not going to mix words, right? Because this is this is this is this is something on a whole nother level. They ran them up. They had no oversight. They had no true oversight. Let me let let me word it like that. They had no true oversight. What started happening was was that the homes that the contractors took over, the private um, civilian contractors took over, they were already borderline deplorable, a lot of them, right? So I want to make that part abundantly clear. They were already borderline deplorable. 
that got exacerbated with the lack of oversight from the Department of Defense. So what you start having is, is military families living in conditions, living in homes that were, that are, were is past tense, currently today, that are <laughs> uh, rodent infested, mold infested, um, structural damage, water damage, um, I mean, you name it, uh, faulty electrical work, faulty pipe work, uh, you name it, <laughs> everything, they cover in the gamut for a while is what can go wrong with a house, right, or housing. Mm. I know y'all don't know this, but in order, like, like 60, like 63% of, of, of the military families, like, like if, the, if it's a service member, 63% of service members with families live on, live in military housing, right? So you have on-base military housing, you have off-base military housing, but it's still all under the same umbrella, right? When you live in military housing, there's a, there's a, a, a pay allotment or pay, um, like allowance, allowance that you get, right? Exactly, it's an allowance, right? It's called BAH. It's called basic, um, basic allowance for housing. And with that, and with the, and with the with the premise of this, extra money is, well, you could deem it extra, but it, you know, with the with the purpose of this allowance is, is for military members to be able to cover the cost of housing, whatever you're at. Um, the housing is reflected upon the zip code that you live in. So quite naturally, if you're living out in San Diego, it's going to be higher than living in Orlando. It's going to be higher than living in um, Virginia, right? Because the cost of living is higher. Um, San Diego, Boston, New York City, um, they have some of the highest BH rates in the country, quite naturally, because the cost of living is so high. In addition to that, depending, like, depending on where you're at, you get a COLA allowance, which is, you know, cost of living adjustment. But let's stick with the BH. When you live in base housing, they tick your BAH because because they're saying, okay, you're living in base housing, you're living in housing. We're going to take the disallowance that you got that we give you. That allowance then turns around and gets sent to the contractors. Hmm. Based off of um, <laughs> just so much, this I'm, I'm gonna take my time because I, I don't want to miss much. Um, So your so so your basic allowance for housing gets taken and it's then turned is diverted to the contractors, or whatever contracting company that your particular base housing falls falls under. It's like fourteen of them, right? Um, there's like four major ones that are the major players, the the majority of the shareholders though. Um, all fourteen of them. There is not a model uh, c- contractor. That say this is the model contractor for, for military housing to follow. <laughs> there is none. Right? Some are just more egregious than others. So they take your allowance for housing. You're living on base, so you're living um in military housing on base or off base, but that level of security should be taken care of mentally, right, for the service member, right? Yeah. You don't pay electrical. You don't pay for water. So the only thing you're paying for is 
the lease of the of the place, right, of the house or the apartment because they have apartments too. Um, some of the most egregious basis that this was it stood out to me, right, for Brad. If anybody doesn't know what houses Fort Bragg, Fort Bragg is a, is a special operations command post, right? If you're at Fort Bragg, you're somewhere, whether it's um, direct or supportive role with supporting um, special operations. That's the home of the 82nd Airborne Unit, right, which is one of the Army's most elite units. When... You have, and they and they deploy at a high rate. Like that whole base, they deploy at a high rate. So the part that bothers me, and the reason why people you may see like, damn, he really, he not talking, he really taking his time, is because if you never wore that uniform, if you never deployed, you would never understand the stress that you have when you leave and you're leaving a family behind, right? Um, anytime you are leaving your home base or wherever it's at, right? Even if it's just, even if it's within the United States, it's still a stressor, right? It's that much more stress when you're leaving the country. It's that much more stress when you're going into a combat conflict zone. So the basic, basic necessity of your family's comfortability, your your family's security is where where they lay in their head at night. Is it safe? Is it secure? Is it habitable? <laughs> right? So when I hear that a base like Fort Bragg has some of the most egregious cases of deplorable housing. It strikes a nerve. This is a category of failure on all levels. Let's be clear. Let's be completely clear. The contractor, the chain of command, on force of service committee. Like nobody's nobody's out of bounds on this. No one is being protected. No one what I, I mute my tongue for. This isn't passing blame and deflecting blame on, because at the end of the day, this whole system was supposed to have been in place for what's the best interest of the service member and their families. Not what's most convenient to the government. So when I hear of a company like Balfour Betty, Beatty, however you say that name, a London-based company, that in 2005 and 2021, two lawsuits paid $90 million in restitution and fines and criminal uh, fines. Falsifying maintenance records. Ooh. What does that mean to the average person, right? They had two sets of maintenance records. <laughs> wow. They had the hand, pen, pen and paper one that when people uh, maintenance 
um, issues came in, they would write them down. They would then turn, place them in a system, and they would have them being closed out. They closing out records where they never even contacted the person that made the, the, the maintenance request in the first place. Jeez. They never contacted them. They darn sure ain't go to the house. Just ghosted them. Right? So, in some of their logs, it reflected that the maintenance request came in at 2 o'clock. It was fixed by 4 o'clock. <laughs> oh. Boy, I, but listen, I ain't never hit. <laughs> we talking major maintenance issues. We, we, not, we talking about mold issues. We're talking about mechanical issues. We're, talk, we're not talking about my doorbell stop ringing. You know what I mean? We're talking major issues. We're talking quality of life issues. We're talking health issues. So they had a, a property manager that they threw under the bus. And there's no other way to say it. They threw under the bus. They found within the records that they had a training module that showed them on how to manipulate the records and how to how to how to forge and falsify documents and logs, pretty much, right? They had a whole training module on how to do this. Get out of here. <laughs> so the lady that they 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 wind up charging for this pretty much articulated that you know i was doing what i was told like she can't make that decision at her level which is it was common sense right at her level she can't make these decisions but nonetheless she was thrown on the bus she took two years of probation that was the only criminal charges ever brought hunt military housing Another company. I think they paid in the neighborhood of 200000 in fines. Lake of Military Housing. Now it's called something else. Um, they renamed it. They sold it. They sold it to employees. Now, now the employees own it or something like that. But they was up there. They were super egregious. They were just as egregious as Balfour Beatty. Um, they have a lot of Lincoln around uh, military installations. Around Navy installations. Like they're big in Norfolk, the Norfolk area. Corvius. Corvius Group. The Corvius Group. Well, why did I wait till last to to talk about the Corvius Group? Because through my research, and it's just quick, it's quick Google searches, right? It's just because all this is public record. Anybody want to challenge me on what I got to say? You know, I'm with all the smoke. <laughs> the truth can never be considered disrespect. And if you ain't never wore that uniform, you can't take this personal like I can. I was once told as a youngin, the hardest path travels, the path of the righteous. Meaning, 
I don't come with a price tag. There's nothing you can, you can offer me to compromise my integrity or who I am. Why did I wait for last to talk about Kobe? Even though BD probably had the largest fines, they had the long, largest restitution, the FBI is still investigating them for fraud, quite naturally, falsifying government documents. If nobody don't go to jail for that, I don't know what to say. That's crazy. Why do I wait for last to talk about COVID? This is why I waited for last. Because COVID has Fort Bragg. COVID has Belvoir. They got a lot of installations where a lot of important stuff happened at. Barfoot Beatty got McDill Air Force Base. That's another special operations command. But Corvius extends past the military. This is why I waited to last to talk about them. They have the military issues. They came out, they paid like a 200000 or whatever fine they paid. 500000 something like that, whatever fine they paid. They acknowledged the fact that, you know, they had haphazardous living conditions in some of their military housing. They acknowledge it. Okay, good for you. Corvius also has, uh, they was part of the housing problem on Howard, Howard University. You got those pictures of Howard, uh, Phil? Man, I don't want to put them up, but yeah. Hang on. Here we go. Right. These are the living, so, so, so when the uh, students was, uh, had a, a, a peaceful demonstration <laughs> where they were sleeping on a lawn to the administration building. This is why. This is this is this is what four buildings of the of the dorms look like. This is four dorm buildings. Like they all have the same issues, and those same four buildings happens to be run by Kobe. What is that in the bottom corner? That picture. That's some kind of mold in a. Maybe a filter or something like I don't know what a drawer because, like, at a glance, it looks like an ant colony. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's clearly mold, it's clearly all types of stuff going on right there. Up top, you can see more mold and, 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 and water damage. The the top left one that's clearly you know, rainwater, stay uh, flood water from a pipe or whatever that's coming in from, right? It's disgusting, but it's four buildings that's run by Corvius that looks like this, right? It's not an isolated, it's not isolated. Not by a long shot. It's not isolated. Bring that Georgia article back up for me real quick. Okay. So they also, they have the uh, Georgia contract of like, there's like nine Georgia institutions that's part of some Georgia network of schools. So the reason why I thought that this right here was so so ill and so and so, so so needed to be talked about is because um it's crazy when covid happened right and they not by themselves right but they the only they the only commonality with the <laughs> with the military housing hbcu housing and other um education um uh, higher education housing like that's not hbcus 
So during COVID, remember when during COVID with a lot of students where, you know, they had restrictions on dorms, right? Mm-hmm. They had they had the safety protocols, they had the distance protocols, dorms were school. Doors were shut down. People were doing distance learning. People went home to do distance learning and all that, right? And they went by themselves on this. They tried to bully the school into making the students come back on campus. They tried to bully the school and telling the school there was a breach of contract because they um, – supposed to have X amount of students that's living in dorms and they're not getting the money they're supposed to get because the students are not in the dorms. Whatever money that was given to them, because, you know, some money still went out when the students wasn't living there. You know, some money still went out. They never gave the money back that went out. They kept the money even and made the student, you know, the students still got to pay for that. Mm. Students still got to pay that room and board. If that money gets dispersed, the student got to pay that back. That goes to their debt. It's a systemic problem. It's a greed problem. I don't trust nothing that got a price tag on it. I don't trust no human being that got a price tag on them. I promise you. I don't stand next to him. I don't stand near him. I damn sure don't co-sign him or vouch for him. I'm careful who I vouch for. People, if people really pay attention. I don't really throw people's names around all crazy. I don't do none of that because I don't know. Like, I, I may know you in one way, but I don't know enough about you to, 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 to validate who you are and me speaking your name in certain circles where I don't know what you might have done. You know what I'm saying? If you got the chances or the propensity for doing some foolishness, I'm not throwing your name nowhere around nowhere. I'm damn sure not standing next to nobody that preys on children, that preys on military. The people that preyed on children, the people that's preying the most on the military never wore a uniform a day in their life. You're not supposed to have a problem with that. Praying on innocent kids that's trying to go to school to get an education. Ain't nobody else got a problem with that? You got kids living in conditions that you want to live in yourself. Damn well you want to live in that yourself. That company headquartered in, in, in Rhode Island. Got plenty of money. But... It, if the family been in real estate like 35 years, they really real estate tycoons on the low. You know why they was falsifying the military documents, why they was falsifying those records? Because depending on their maintenance reviews and the maintenance surveys and, and all that good fancy stuff, oh, y'all did a good job this year? They was in line to get a crazy bonus. So whatever you was getting off of the BH, the basic allowance for housing, you was already tearing them up with that. Like that was already a crazy number. Then on top of that, you got a crazy bonus every year. 
I've read somewhere where they said a 10-year, it's a 50-year contract, by the way, right? 50-year contract. I think Howard is a 40-year contract. The Georgia one is like a 40-year contract. But the military is a 50-year contract. Wow. They said every 10 years, that contract worth like $800 million. I need a break real quick, Phil. Play that, that, that video for me. Okay. The only thing that we've asked from housing is for them to get the mold out of our house. We have five months left here in Fort Bragg. We don't want to leave. We don't want a new house. We just want the mold out of our house. And instead of them getting the mold out of our house, they have just bleached it and basically covered everything back up. Um... I know if you can see, I've got light fixtures that are coming down. They won't fix. All this stuff, maintenance requests have been in for months for, but nobody, uh, there's no record of any maintenance request over the entire base for almost two years now. Not one single person has requested maintenance over two years. Um, we had mold growing in my kid's bathroom. So um, what they did was come and recalk it. Um, put some bleach in it and recalk it. Um, like I can't even begin to just go through and like it, it's almost deplorable and it's disgusting to, to have to go through and show you all the many, many things that are wrong with my house and knowing that we're going to be charged for this. Corvius takes $1,200 a month for out of my husband's check for his BAH. And out of that $1,200 a month, nothing has been fixed. Nothing has been done, and now we have a mold infestation that we're told, you know, just pretty much get over it. Um, my husband has had a persistent cough for three years that he's never had before until we moved here to Fort Bragg. The military is, I guess, trying to do what they can, but Corvius is wrong. They're wrong, and what they're doing to these military families is wrong. And the fact that nobody can stand up to them or everybody's afraid to stand up to them has become a real big problem. Because now, um, I know people who have tumors because of the mold in their home. I know people who have respiratory problems because of their mold in their home. My neighbor has a soldier who is now being medically discharged because of the damage that the mold has done to his lungs. And nobody is standing up for these soldiers and these families who get out there and put their fucking lives on the line every day. These people are in Iraq and they're in Afghanistan and they're on the border wall knowing that their family... Cut that. Wow. You want me to show the pictures? Yeah, please. Hey, look at that. You would think this is a scene from Halloween Horror Nights. You think it's a scene from Candyman. Exactly. Wow. Right, these photos are not doctored. Like, there's a million more out there. I'd have been there all day screenshotting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've been there literally all day screenshotting. Like, that top, that top left one almost looked like a fire went through it, but that's mold. That's mold. I mean, all this is mold. Yeah. Like, black mold, and then the bottom left... Good Lord. Like, 
Even up there, I don't know, is that a chimney? I, I don't even know what that is in the middle right here. That's an air vent. Yeah. Like, like, there's no way that this is excusable, right? Oh, my God. So then the question I have is, how can a company be war- awarded another contract for $77 million? <laughs> like, this, this doesn't make any sense. I mean, I'm... If, I, it doesn't. It goes against logic. How can something this egregious not be taken all the way with saying your contract has been ripped up? You broke the terms of the agreement, which you clearly have. You broke the you broke the terms of the agreement. What is it that these companies have on the government? Is the government saying that they don't want that headache back so bad that they want to risk readiness? Like, you can't say that you care about readiness or you care about the service members. Mental welfare, physical welfare, where they live in their houses, where they ble- they, they, they're breathing in mold, right? There's, there's one case I was reading where a baby um, developed some kind of, like, autism, some, some kind of mental deficiency because of the the black mold or whatever they was breathing in. I read another case where in Virginia, a young man stationed on an aircraft carrier and anybody, Navy, military watching, y'all going to understand the, the gravity. He's out to sea on the aircraft carrier. Whatever was going on with the... um. The home criminal came between him and his wife back and forth. It got so bad that the command flew him off the ship to get him back home to take care of whatever was going on. And it was coming back like in 18 days. Like, that doesn't happen. Like, you can have family members die, they won't let you go. Mm. So for it to be a case of whatever's going on going on in this home, whatever conditions, the ills of it, that's has a chain of command, like, no, no, no. You go, you go home, you go figure that out. So the crazy part when you really think about it and they say, oh, well, they find these companies X amount of dollars. Are you really finding the companies? Because the money is coming, coming it's still there. coming from the service member. <laughs> yeah. So why is it not a case of we're suspending your BAH payments? We're not making the service members pay anything. Whatever basis or conditions of these houses that no, until y'all up the code, until y'all 110 percent up the code, they're not paying a dime in BAH. The service members are going to keep that money in their pocket. They can do what they want to do with it. That should be the case. Minimum. They should lose the contract. But bare minimum, it should be a case of we're not taking no money from them to pay for this. That should be bare minimum. The fact that that's not, it's a problem. Now, they say, oh, it's a shortage on um, the, the, the contractors that are able to be involved in military housing or want to be involved in military housing. Okay, so that means that the service member paid a cost for it. 
instead of the government saying, we're going to take this over till we find a suitable contractor, they want, they want to wash their hands with that so much that they, they really don't care about the service member. There's no way. You can't have it both ways. You can't say we got all these committees formed that we got these new acts or we got these new policies, whatever the case may be, but you got the same players in place when they were that egregious. We're not, we talk, we're not talking about a hiccup. We're talking about years. We're talking years. We're talking thousands and thousands of logs that were doctored. We're talking thousands and thousands of, of maintenance issues that went untouched, <laughs> unrecognized, un- uncorrected. Like, this isn't something you just sweep under the rug. This isn't something that was like, oh, we made a mistake. Every one of them Senate uh, committee hearings I watched, I watched all of them. Well, all four of these companies, right? I watched every one of them. They all had the same theme. We made a mistake. This ain't no mistake. This is called greed. This is called there's nobody watching this. We can get away with this. We can quadruple, quintuple, whatever our profit. They got to deal with it. Who they going to call? They can't call the base commanders. Chain of command can only do but so much. So it was a case of we can get over. So once again, is this how you serve the people that serve you? This is how you serve the people that enable your bum ass to own a company, operate a company peacefully, United States of America. This is the thanks. Ain't no other way to look at it. It's unexcusable. We're not going to just, oh, no, it is what it is. This was predatory actions, period. And then they get rewarded with bonuses and new fresh contracts. Ask any military member out there what would happen to them if they got caught falsifying a document. This what makes it even less sense. This makes it even less sense and logical of you don't hold what? They're supposed to be there to provide safe, adequate housing and service members for their families. So when they're, when they're not here, so when they are here, they can sleep in comfort. They can sleep in peace. They can decompress. They can get rejuvenated so they can do it all over again. When they're not here, they're supposed to be wherever they're at with the sound understanding of mind of my family straight. But maybe Department of Defense don't care because, like I said, this problem predates the contractors. It predates them. They still got barracks that look like that. And no no, no contractor's not in charge of barracks. That branch, that, that, that base or whoever's in charge of those barracks. You got those pictures of the barracks I sent you? Uh, yeah, those were, those were some of the ones. Oh, with some of them? Yeah, yeah, pull yeah. it back up. I'm speechless at this. 
Jesus. Like you got you got barracks that feel like you living in a a a, a, a bomb bunker. Guantanamo Bay. You know what I'm saying? Like like you have barracks today. Go on Camp Lejeune. I mean, they, I think they redid some of the barracks. <laughs> but they still got barracks that's like World War II, World War I. You know what they do on that base? You know where they send people at? I was on that base for a year. When I came back from downrange, I was sent to that base to send people to do the same thing I just got done doing. If you ain't never looked somebody in the eyes before they was going in the harm's way, don't talk to me about this. Just listen. Because the least you can give them is adequate with accommodations that make what they about to go do a little easier before they, before they go there. But no, you got to live in, 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 in bomb bunkers. You got windows that's facing a building. How depressing is that? My man, I was talking to my man the other day. He was over at uh, Fort Stewart, I think it was, in Georgia, saying when he came back. Because when you come back, you come back a little disheveled, and you, you mentally, you ain't all the way there. So his things he got was, he got sent to Fort Story, he got put in the barracks, and the window he had was facing a wall. <laughs> you can't say you care about the mentality of service uh, members and, 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 and their welfare and all that. And you're not doing what you can to assist. No, we're not going to throw this all at the feet of the, uh, of, the, of the contractors. Do they deserve blame? Yup. The base commanders deserve blame. The, uh, the brass, the top brass of those service uh, departments, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine Corps, y'all deserve a blame. And Congress, y'all deserve the blame. Because y'all had the power for that to go away. No, that's exactly what that is, Mark. That's exactly what that is. You already know what that's about. It's too much money involved. That's why they turn the cheek. Oh, yeah, on front end, it's going to look like we, we holding y'all accountable. But when you really do the math and use common sense and logic, that's not what's happening. It's far from what's happening. At the expense of what's supposed to be the most prior possessions, which is the war fighters. I don't know how half of y'all sleep good at night, man. That, if you sleep good and you was involved in this, this don't do nothing to your conscience. I don't want you nowhere around me. If you affiliate with any of these companies and, and, and this doesn't do something to your conscience, this doesn't bother you, this doesn't impact you, stay from around me. I mean that. On God, I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. Don't come nowhere around me, man. If you if you don't look at this and feel some kind of way, if this is okay to you, if this is okay to you, if there's no issue with this kind of behavior, this was no issue with these kind of tactics. I can't imagine the stress that the families have when that when that member leaves, not knowing if they're ever going to see them again. Then on top of that, everything in that household from A through Z that falls on them. Now let's think of some help from some family members or they got a little network within the housing community, whatever the case may be. 
But everything from A through Z falls on that family member that that's left behind to deal with kids, deal with school, deal with work, or, or, or deal with bills, or whatever the case may be. But on top of that, I got to deal with mold. I got to deal with my kids inhaling mold, damaging lungs. That's, that's exactly what I think. That's exactly what I think. That's a, that's a way of saying thank you for your service. That's the only thing that makes sense. You can't have it both ways. So on top of all this other stuff, and you're going to have stuff that comes up naturally while, while that member's going. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. You're going to have things that go awry that you can't control that's out of your control. The last thing you should be concerned about is the living conditions of the home you're in that you're paying for that's base housing. I ain't saying it's supposed to be like you living on Rodeo, you living in Beverly Hills in the mountains of nowhere, but it could be better than that. It could be way better than that. You paying for it to be better than that. Where's the bonus? I mean, I mean, what is the bonus for if they can't even meet basic, basic conditions, basic? You forced to find documents, you ain't going to jail. You forced to find government documents, you're not going to jail. This is the one part I got to agree with Trump at. It's like, damn, did he do something wrong with taking the classified information and doing what he pulled to do with it? Absolutely, he's dead wrong. He's dead wrong. If that leads to an indictment, so be it. But you ain't going to tell me this is excusable and, and he's going to hold him accountable for that, but you're not going to hold them accountable for that. Now I can see why they said y'all got picks. It's targeted. <laughs> it's personal. But that idiot's been responsible for doing and creating. I hate to agree with anything he said, but I don't got no choice. I got to tell the truth. I don't understand how this is okay. Well, you got people that had to retire early. You had people that had to get out medically because of what they was breathing in these houses. Got their careers cut short. Every one of them companies got class action lawsuits against them currently going on. Every one of them companies. Where a judge says, I'm not throwing this out. And all of them try to get the judge to throw them out. Judge said, I'm not getting rid of this case. We will proceed. <laughs> we will proceed. So it'll be settled out of court for undisclosed amount. You know the game. They don't got to admit no fault publicly. But they paid to go away. But they ain't done much to fix the problem. The problem still exists at a high level today. That's the point of this show today, is that it still exists at a high level today. It's not something that was pointed out, mitigated, corrected, and then we passed it. No, it's still going on today. It's still going on today. Which is why now this is the fault of the Department of Defense and the Congress at this point. Because y'all allow these bastards to keep these contracts, to keep praying and making money and causing pain to what you're supposed to protect the most, to go do the, the most heinous, dangerous things that people can't even fathom. Real rap with Kane, politics on the corner, man.